0: Welcome to Me, Myself, and Millie, a podcast that gives light and levity to infertility and different pathways to parenthood, hosted by infertility sleuth, Millie Brooks. That's moi. This is episode 56, and today we are welcoming back Kaylee Chalet. And I didn't say it right. <laughs> I didn't do it. Chalet. I didn't do it. Shalette! Yeah. Kaylee Chalette. I'm gonna I redo this. No. I'm don't, gonna redo this. Oh, please. No. Don't. Oh man, it's, it so no, it's so
1: offensive. No, I'm so offensive. I mean, my husband, it's his fault for choosing this crazy fucking name. My maiden <laughs> name was Beckman. No one got that fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's like French but not French. Russian, but not Russian. It's like, what fucking name is this? <laughs> It's prettier than Beckman, but Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm glad you have a sense of humor about it. Um, You may have remembered Kaylee from episode 49 when she shared her PCOS story. But today, she's back on the show to talk all about the glorious slash torturous two-week wait. Mm -hmm. What a juicy topic, huh?
1: Yeah, but the worst. Oh, the worst. (laughs) The fucking worst. I'm in it right
0: now. Yes, that's why, I mean, this is like critical timing that we recorded this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've been like thinking about what day I'm on. And it's really interesting, the transition. Like each day feels different of the two-week wait. Oh, totally, totally. Well,
0: I mean, bring us up to speed on your story. You just had your first frozen embryo transfer, and you're currently in your two-week wait. Like, what day are you today?
1: I'm six days past five-day transfer. Oh, my God. So just in the part where you're really starting to feel neurotic, a little angry. But also, I so in like the first one through five days, I'm like so fucking hopeful. Like, I'm like, this is it. There's a baby in there. And I, like, speak to it at night as I fall asleep. I'm like, nestle in, little thing. And now I'm on day six. And I'm like, this didn't fucking work. <laughs> <laughs> like, this fucking dickhead doctor. <laughs> and I start getting really angry. And it's, like, always like this for me. I wish I could stay in the hopeful. But I I always start to plan the next steps at this point.
0: Oh, I know. Me too. I mean, I think the, I think it's safe to say that those first few days, like after the transfer, like day one, two, three, you're like, oh, I got this. This is fine. Mm -hmm. You know, and then you're floating.
1: You're like, yeah, you're floating.
0: This is great. Yeah. You're like, I I can get through this. This is nothing. (laughs) And then day four,
1: day five comes and Mm -hmm. that's where I feel a switch. Me too. Me too. End of day four, definitely beginning of day five. I'm like, all right, this didn't work. This fucking sucks. Now I have to wait however many days for my period. Mm-hmm. And right. my doctor that assured me it would work this time was wrong. Oh, I know. And then I researched. I like, Okay. Like yesterday, I'm like, okay, if we do an ERA, do I have to pay $1,200 for meds again to get me ready for my ERA and like, should we do the, the, what's it called? The endometriosis protein test. Have you heard of that? Oh no. I have, I'm wanting to say receptiva, but that's the ER. It might be called that. Anyways, it's some like protein tests of your endometrial cells that you can get done. That's indicative of endo, but you can still have endo and it not show in that. So it's Mm. kind of like, at least gives you a dartboard to throw at. and I see. In essence. So, yeah. And so does that also help with timing of like when to transfer? Yeah. Or, okay. It's like that. Well, that receptiva endo test would be like if it comes back positive, you do your lap, your laparoscopy or whatever. Yep. But the ERA would be like, oh, you're pre-receptive, you know, 24 hours or 18 hours. Ah, yes. Which would Uh, give them the better window to transfer the embryo. I see. Because everyone's different, which is really interesting.
0: Oh, I know. And doesn't it make you mad? Like, it makes me so mad going back to sex ed, like when they told us everybody ovulated on day
1: 14. Oh, yeah. Like, please do not say that. Yep. And, like, you'll have a perfect 28-day cycle, and you're going to get chlamydia if you have sex before you're (laughs) pregnant or before you're married. (laughs) Like, always. I remember seeing the crabs. Do you remember that? When they showed you the STDs? Or now they're, like, STIs or something. I don't know. I'm not with it. But, like, when they (laughs) showed you the crabs. And I remember being, like, that looks a lot like what are on the docks at the harbor. Like, that's really fucking gross. I just—I don't ever remember seeing like
0: uh, a visual of the crabs, but I do remember thinking to myself, "Are they crabs like from the ocean?"
1: <laughs> yeah. I asked my teacher in front of the class, "If you shave your pubic hair, can you still get crabs?" Because <laughs> I played water polo, and I was like, everything was had to be clean down there. Oh my god! Because gosh. you're wearing the tiniest little bathing suit, but
0: oh yeah, I I remember swimmers being very like like grooming oh, hyper yeah. hyper aware of
1: of hair on themselves. Yes, I shaved yeah. my arms. <laughs> like what the fuck? That's why my I look like a woolly mammoth now. <laughs> the <laughs> it's right coming age of thirty. Back. <laughs> yeah, it's coming
0: back with a vengeance. Yeah. Um. Well, and so. I, I'm, as we're talking, I'm thinking about, I'm going back in time to the two-week wait when we were trying naturally and like how excruciating that was because with frozen embryo transfers, you're at least cut by like five days. You know, the two-week wait is like what, nine days, 10 <sighs> days? Mine's 12. 12. No.
1: Yeah, did but we'll we'll get into that. That's just it.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, <laughs> I I would I would be Sybil I'm... like Sally Field, sixteen <laughs> different personalities.
1: Sybil. I mean, that's why I'm having a rage day. I'm just gonna lean the fuck into this because I found <laughs> out last night that I have to stick to the twelve days. I can test on Sunday, so my beta is on Monday. I can test on Sunday and not risk a false positive but I did HCG washes. So. Oh, so it's going to be, in, it might show up positive. And be false. Yeah. Oh, wow. And I'd rather just sit in my current misery than have false hope. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Um, but yeah. But, I mean, let's, let's go back a little bit down memory lane and talk about that two-week wait when we were trying naturally. Horror lane. <laughs> oh my God. Like absolutely uh, insanity. Like yeah. I was a I was, and I don't like using this word a lot, but I was legit a crazy person. Oh yeah. My OCD
1: was next level. My yeah. anxiety was next level. It was absurd. I even thought about this not that long ago. And I was like, to to say I was obsessed is the biggest understatement ever because I was incredibly vigilant tracking everything like basal body temperature don't move too much before you take it because it's gonna artificially rise it and then (laughs) I would like stick it in there and be like a mummy you know like don't fucking move until it beeps and then I check my wait you would put the thermometer in your hoo-ha oh I fucking wish that'd make it a little bit more of an exciting morning it was in my mouth but I wouldn't I wouldn't move (laughs) <laughs> uh, that's when the thermometer needs a vibration setting <laughs> and we can improve this fucking trying naturally bullshit um no okay, yes my yes. yes yeah and then I would check I'd go to the bathroom and I'd check my cervical mucus my cervical positioning and I would write this all down on a piece of paper that was from that taking control of your fertility book as well as on an app so that I could see it at any point in the day and neurotically obsess over exactly where I am in my window. Yeah, And then I would go to those boards, you know, like the app boards where you can see everyone else's charts.
0: Oh, God. Yes. I so I I didn't go on the app boards, but I was a part of a few Facebook groups, oh, same, which are just crazy, man. that yeah. you have no idea what you're going to get yourself into on those Facebook groups. Totally. But these women had insane line progressions, you know. Yeah. And um, I was doing the same thing. I was like, wow. Well, this girl got a positive six days after ovulation. So that's
1: when I'm starting to test. Totally. Me too. I I I also looked at the OPK uh, test and was like, when did they get the positive and when did they have unprotected sex? That's what I'm going to do next month.
0: Yes. Yes. And it was like, oh my God. And and then when I was like trying to refrain from using pregnancy tests, I would test ovulation too because like- Somebody was like, oh, you know, if you're pregnant, you'll also get a positive ovulation.
1: (laughs) Yep. And you have way more ovulation tests than you do pregnancy tests. Right. Right. If you buy those at-home packs, which I bought like probably 10 over the last five years. Because I tracked, before I was trying, I tracked so that I could like get pregnant the first go. Because I knew I wanted kids and my husband was just like, "Eh, I don't know. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, it was the worst. And I also took all the herbs, like the supplements.
0: Oh I me was too. Doing all that
1: crazy shit.
0: Oh God. I was doing like lozenges, like fertility <laughs> lozenges. <laughs> yeah.
1: For <laughs> the fucking fertility tea. Yes. Jesus. Yeah. I'm so pissed at myself for all that.
0: <laughs> I can't believe I can't tell you how much money I threw at this stuff. Oh yeah, I I I still have like some primrose oil tablets that I've never even opened, Um, but somebody on a Facebook group said that that's what I needed,
1: so I so I did that, and then I did it the whole cycle, and then they were like, oh wait, if you don't stop at ovulation, then you could actually like prevent yourself from getting pregnant afterwards. So then I was like, it's the fucking primrose that has kept me from getting pregnant. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God.
0: Yeah. I heard, I heard the same, something similar. It was like, some people should be taking the primrose and others shouldn't be. Um, Same with DHEA. I heard like mixed things about that. Like I was taking some omega three with DHEA. Um, Which I guess is not good for people who potentially have POS PCOS, which I was in that category for a little bit,
1: because it could trigger testosterone or something. Oh, I didn't know that. I stayed away from DHEA because I did not get it. Like I was just (laughs) like, I can get behind primrose oil, but somehow all these acronyms are freaking me out.
0: I know. Listen, I think that's a great rule of thumb. If you can't, if you can't figure it out, don't take it.
1: Yeah. If the Wikipedia definition does not make you understand it, then get the fuck out of there. If it makes you
0: more confused, probably not for you. Totally. You're
1: like D H E A. Um, yeah. I also was obsessed with podcasts at that time. Mm-hmm. and listened like i had there's a fertility friday podcast that's a woman in canada she does it and it's actually really good um but like i obsessed over it i listened to every episode i is for, she a holistic like yeah yes
0: i feel like i listened to her she has two boys
1: yes and mm-hmm. she, yeah, she was really cool i really really liked her podcast um And it kind of helped ease my anxiety because that's the only thing I could find where people were tracking, right? Mm -hmm. And like, but with the Facebook groups, did you ever see the pictures of the cervical mucus and gag?
0: Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I couldn't believe people were sharing that. I was like, you sneezed
1: and you're lying. (laughs) This is a loogie and you're fucking lying. This is disgusting.
0: oh my god yeah and they had it on their fingers or my their god. underwear and you're like oh no, no. You. I, this is the this is the danger zone
1: man this is when i'm like all right i fucking lost my mind i need to backtrack <laughs> get the fuck out of here Mm. Yeah,
0: when you're taking pictures of your underwear (laughs) and posting them on the internet to strangers, (laughs) you you gotta check yourself. And you're not getting paid for it. There's something like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, no offense to anybody who's done that. I've I've probably sent a picture or two to somebody i don't think i ever posted it on a group but i definitely sent some stuff to I, people <laughs> <laughs> um, that i regret <laughs> i fiercely regret you send them an i'm sorry card <laughs> for what you put them through <laughs> in like a I pear know. basket Oh my god! And then, and you know, oh god! And you know, it's going to be rough when the picture's blurry, and they're like, "This contains unusual content, or whatever." You know, you know, must be eighteen to see. And then it's like a girl with her fingers near her pants with, obviously, in a bathroom stall.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh lord. And then they describe the real color because you can't actually see it in the photo. They're like, it's not really clear, but there's like a pinkish tint to it. And I was like, wow. Yeah. And then
0: even with that, with like posting um, pregnancy tests, Mm -hmm. like do you guys see, like line eyes. It was all about line eyes. You know, do you have any line eyes? And I've posted so many false pregnancy tests, like the ones that were clearly negative. And it was either just like, I think it was either a chemical pregnancy. I, I don't think it was a chemical pregnancy because it would have been more darker. But with some of these tests, they bleed through and yeah. there's an evaporate, there's an evap line. Yeah. You
1: yeah, I've taken apart pregnancy tests to investigate. I was that oh. crazy. Oh, I have two. Mm-hmm. I have two. You feel We've, like an engineer? Yes.
0: And putting them under the lamp, like, okay, yes. let me re- squinting your
1: eyes and like, ooh, <laughs> let me let me really see this oh, the light. This, is, this is artificial light? I need natural light. So you go to like your brightest window in your house, <laughs> uh, or you check the old ones in the trash. Which oh. clearly have an app line. Oh, totally. 100%.
0: And then also, did you ever get the app that has the
1: black light effect? Yes. <laughs> yes. I did it for friends that would post their picture. I'd be uh, like, oh, you must have this app. And like turn it into that like green. And like when it does the green light on the, the strip line. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I did that. I think I just got rid of that app. Oh
0: gosh, that app is like something else, isn't it?
1: It uh, just like added to our neuroses. Like, yeah, just wait a fucking day. You know? Yeah. Yep. Like, you're so crazy. You're so in it. Like, I would pee on like four sticks a day sometimes. Oh, easily, easily. And I was
0: like, I was, I was adamant about holding my urine, you know, Mm -hmm. like I couldn't, I had to be at home if I went pee, you know, Mm -hmm. I had to be in a place where I could test if I had to go to the restroom. And um, I think like maybe month after I started doing my IUIs, I definitely invested in the cheapy pregnancy tests. Like, I went to the dollar store and I was like, okay, this is really becoming an expensive habit that I can't control. I can't be spending $10 on a test anymore. And so I remember going to the dollar store and the guy just like looking at me with like 12 home pregnancy tests and him just being like, huh, you want to really be sure. (laughs) (laughs) Out. Did he actually Wait. ever say that? No, yeah, he did. He was like, "Oh, oh. you want to really be sure?" <laughs> and I was like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah." I didn't. I didn't even uh, know how I was gonna respond. I would have been like, respond. "My sister, wives, and I all want to make sure we're
1: present at <laughs> the know. same time." Just,
0: uh. I just remember his mustache. He had a mustache, and he said that, and like really thick glasses. And I was like, "Oh, this is I, I'm I'm." I'm,
1: this is embarrassing. This is so embarrassing. He's probably jealous because he hasn't had sex in forever due to the mustache and thick glasses. <laughs> so there's no chance he could get someone pregnant.
0: Yes. that That's a pretty, that's a, that's a good, that's a good way to leave that story. I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, well, What's your stance on testing
1: early after an embryo transfer? Well, so I did the HCG washes, which were not like an option. They were strictly in my protocol. Um, So I didn't really understand what they were, but I guess there's something that you can add on with other clinics. And what that is, is the day after transfer, I take 2,500 IUs of HCG. And then I think it's like three days after that, I take another 2,500, which take six days to wash out of your system. So right. I was like, I don't know, I asked my phlebotomist, which I don't know why the fuck I keep asking my phlebotomist any questions. Cause she's Who's the a, one, what's a phlebotomist? She's the one that draws your blood. Oh. And I always say it in the most condescending way because I don't know why. I just like, I love and hate them at the same time. Um, So they're
0: not actually nurses. They're just people that draw your
1: blood. Yeah. Mm. So like I asked one, I was like, does estrogen and progesterone make you bloated? Because I can't fit into any of my pants that I fit into a week ago. She's like, oh, I've never heard of bloating during FET prep. And then I posted it on the Instagram. Everyone's like, bitch, please. Of course you're fucking bloated. You're on a shit ton of estrogen and progesterone. Yeah. Great. Cool. I'm not just like instantly getting fat all of a sudden. Oh my gosh, I'm I'm shocked that she didn't even understand that. Yeah, she also told me that it would only take a day for the HCG to wash out of my system. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, I'm never asking you anything again. <laughs> Which is, you know, it's it's not her fault, you know what I mean? Mm. I'm like acting like it's her fault, but it's not, and I'm just a dick. But anyways, if I didn't do those HCG washes, I would be testing like fucking tomorrow probably.
0: Yeah. And what's the reason for the HCG washes? I
1: have no idea. I guess it's supposed to like help your body think it's pregnant and like move forward with natural things, but I have no idea. To kind of give it an extra boost,
0: like a boost in the right direction. Yeah. And I think like
1: someone sent me an article saying like, here's the reason. And I'm like, I don't need a PhD in this anymore. Like <laughs> whatever the fuck it is, fine. Like I'll do it. <laughs> you
0: know, you know. at a certain point, you just don't, you don't even want to know anymore. You just yeah. like,
1: okay, fine. Give it to me, whatever. I'm like a drug addict. I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do it. Add it. Yeah. Let's go. But then I feel like crap. Like I, the day after my last HCG, I was just like, felt so shitty and i've been so tired Mm -hmm. which goes into symptom spotting but um i don't like some people said that they would test out their their hcg until it was like clearly a positive and Mm -hmm. that would just give me so much anxiety like old kaylee would have done that oh i know but new kaylee's like nah girl you gotta look yeah. out for yourself during this time.
0: <laughs> I I did that for some of my IUIs when I took the HCG shot um to trigger ovulation. Yeah. And and I think it was like I just wanted to see what the second line looked like. I was like, I just wanna like know it's real, real. it's possible. That my you know? tests
1: work. <laughs> yeah, my tests
0: work. <laughs> my, my closet full of tests work. Um, and, and it really brought me a lot of, I think it brought me more anxiety to like, um, because it takes, there's not like a set number of days that it takes to get out of your system. It's different for everybody. And I would just like, you know, on, 9 days past iui or 12 days past iui there might still be a like a s- small small trace of the mm-hmm. hcg yeah. um and i would just totally latch onto that
1: yeah i think too like did you ever get to a point when you were on those boards and you'd see women getting positives on day 5 and you're like actually you're not tracking us right? Yeah, because yeah. now that I've gone into what's happening day by day within your uterus, like you don't have secured implantation and secreted hCG that's detectable by day 5. Oh, I know. Like you you got your ovulation day wrong. Yeah. Oh,
0: absolutely.
1: We're like the I day like- four girls. Yeah,
0: yes. right. yeah. It's like day four. Yeah, right. You're 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 drawing that in with
1: a sharpie, man. <laughs> yeah. I did that once. I <laughs> drew it in with a sharpie just to be like angry. I was just like, <laughs> just, "Fuck this!" Angry,
0: <laughs> just to know what it feels like. Yeah, to be oh. like, "You will be positive test." <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Oh man. Well, I. I, I was a, I was a bad girl after my frozen embryo transfer and I started testing, I started testing at four days past my transfer Mm -hmm. and four days past five day transfer, which would have been, I don't know, nine or 10. Yeah. DPO. DPO. And, um, I saw, and I regret it. Like I saw uh, the faintest of faintest lines, you know, like very faint. Yeah. And, um, and I showed, and I was like ecstatic. I was like, this is real. This is real. This is really happening. Did you break out and song and dance? I did. I did. I did a jig. I opened the doors. I yelled out the windows. Birds chirping everywhere. Yes. I was like, come one, come all, come over here come see this amazing line. <laughs> yeah. I was just like floating. And then I showed my husband and he was like, Mill, there's nothing there. Like we've been there before. Yeah. Don't do this to me. And that was even more disappointing. Like, sh- like, oh my God, this is you know, we're finally pregnant, and now he doesn't believe me? Yeah. You know, it was so disappointing. It was so disappointing. But, you know, the line eventually progressed, and he was
1: like, all right, you you might be right now. I think what? it's because we don't think about it being emotional for them. Mm-hmm. Like, eventually I started to realize my crazy I hid my crazy, I think pretty well, but he'd probably disagree. But like, <laughs> <laughs> I, when my crazy started to affect him emotionally, um, he was like, hey, babe, you're being pretty emotional right now. And I was like, he he would logically map it out. And I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. Like, I need to tighten it up. <laughs> yeah. I'm losing my shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. that's
0: – and and that's what I think was happening – that's what I saw firsthand with that moment because I was like, oh, wow, I've been putting him through the ringer too with yeah. all of this, you know? Yeah. And it definitely – I think it tends to like bleed into the other person when they're around it all the time and, you know, the doors open open when you pee and you're just, you know – And he's yelling, what are you doing in there? Well, what do you think I'm doing in here? Taking a (laughs) shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Don't talk to me. That's a rule in this house. You're not allowed to talk to the other person through the door if they're pooping. (laughs) That's It's my rule. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this is my moment of fucking peace. Oh, my
0: gosh. That's funny. That's (laughs) funny. That's really good. Yeah, and I at a certain point it got really hard to cover it up you know cover up the crazy um and and then you just and then like you now you're just obsessed with looking at lines on tests i remember going on reddit and there oh, no. be oh it's terrible on reddit reddit is terrible it's like um there's a whole forum called Die stealers and it's all pregnancy tests that are so positive yes. that the um test line is stronger than the control line. Yes, it's nuts, and it's people nuts. are on there and you and I remember just looking at like line progression, like yes. all of these line
1: progressions, like it was porn. Yeah, <laughs> and there was one oh on Instagram the other day, and I was like, She's in it, and she's an IVFer. And I was like, "Girl, you haven't gotten fucking tired of this shit yet." Like, (laughs) she started testing at three days past transfer, no, and went all the way through day sixteen. And I was like, "Okay, those are frères. That's like (laughs) what? How how much money is that? Those hundred eight dollars? Yeah, that's those things are like sixteen bucks a pop. Yeah, it's fucking insanity. Like, I'd rather go buy myself some Madewell jeans. Fuck this shit." Like I'm, oh God. I just have such a bad attitude with the whole testing. Like I'm just like fuck it, I don't want to spend my money that way anymore. Yeah, yeah. Because I spent so much money. I bought one of the Ava bracelets, which oh, I'm me too. too. Active of a sleeper, so that didn't fucking work. <laughs> you know, it gave me a rash.
0: No way. Yeah, it gave oh, me no. a rash, and then I went on a few forums, I called and complained. And I was like, look at this rash it's causing on my wrist. Um, And then there was like, I went on a few forums and it was like, this is a common occurrence with the Ava bracelet Hmm. that like, it's made out of really cheap plastic. Like silicon? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause it's kind of, it's too flexible for me because I would just, it would just fall off.
0: Oh, my God. And then if you don't wear it one night, they make you mm-hmm. feel so bad about it. Like, mm, yeah. well, we're not really able to really predict ovulation for you because
1: you forgot it last night. Yeah. You know?
0: That, and then I bought that
1: thing. Yeah, that thing fucking sucked. I, like, <laughs> threw it in the back of, like, my underwear drawer, I think. I think it's still there. Yeah. I also got this, like, I think it's called a fertility leaf or leaf something that you wear that was supposed to do something similar but you wear it as a necklace but it was this giant leaf and i was like <laughs> i'm a hippie but like i can't get down with this thing like i just can't
0: do it and so I'm just i just imagining the necklace from titanic but it's
1: like a leaf basically, basically it's like <laughs> that huge it's that ridiculous And I was like, is this like my family emblem? Like, why (laughs) am I wearing this thing like this? And it never went with any of my outfits. Not like I matched my jewelry with my outfit. But I was like, this is just... And it always got stuck in between my tits. Oh, no. You know, when it gets stuck like under your V-neck, in between your boobs. And it's just like tossing in between them until it chooses which side it wants to be on. Oh, Yeah. Yeah. I, I've never heard of
0: the uh, Fertility Leaf Necklace. I've, I've never heard of that one. I have heard good things about Obusense. Yeah. A lot of people use that.
1: A lot I of never, people use that. I never used it.
0: It came I out after either.
1: I bought the Ava bracelet. So I was like, "Yeah, fuck spending any more money.
0: Oh, my God. And that Ava bracelet was not cheap. Yeah, I think it's like 150 bucks. I think I spent 200 Yeah. Yeah. I think I got, found a coupon Oh, I'm really jealous of your, like, you know, um, ability to save money <laughs> and then spend yes. it on IVF. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, um, man. Yeah, I'm not a fan of the Ava bracelet, but no. I'm sure somebody out there maybe has a good experience. I did not. I'm sure and, we'll hear about it. They'll be like, are you
1: fucking kidding me? The Ava bracelet is the reason I got pregnant. Like, <laughs> And like, I had quadruplets naturally through the Ava bracelet.
0: Yeah, like, Ava bracelet's going to come at us and be like, um, do you mind removing your episode because <laughs> it's hurting our reputation? Yeah. Um, No.
1: No. Uh, <laughs> We're not fucking around here, man. We're not preying on people that are desperate to get pregnant. Yeah, are not preying exactly. on people. They're trying to like introduce technology. And that's the whole reason I got it. I was like, okay, this logically makes sense, but it just didn't work for me. Right.
0: I mean, I think you bring up a good point because I think, um, Something that occurred to me a couple months ago when there was some Instagrammer um, trying to uh, prey upon the infertility community, and she was, like, trying to sell them on I'm, some the st- drug, sell
1: fertility drugs?
0: I th- I think so. Yeah, I, I remember so. her. And, like, people called her out and were like, yeah. she's got to be, you know, shut down or something. yeah. And then she made
1: multiple Instagrams after that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I was like, and I was talking to, um, I'm sure you know Jordy, Of course. Jordi. Yeah. I was talking to Jordi about it and Jordy's like, this community is so vulnerable
1: to schemes. Well, she, she contacted Jordi, I think, directly because yes. she was in the Seattle area. And then I heard about it through Amanda, which, you know, Lemon and mm-hmm. the Bee. Mm-hmm. Um, And she called me and she was like, dude, what do I do? And I'm like, fucking bail. Like that person's – that's a bad person preying on like selling expired fucking meds but showing pictures of non-expired. Like, Oh, my God. Was that what she was doing? I didn't know the full story. And she ended up sending meds and like half of them were expired. Oh, my God. And then like wanting payment but then not wanting payment. Like Amanda rightly said, hey – Like, in this community, we don't charge people for meds because we're already fucking broke with IVF. Like, we pay it forward kind of a thing. So the fact that you're preying on people, like, she was a bit more, like, articulate with her aggression. Um, But she, the lady was like, oh, you're right. I'll send you these meds. And half of them were expired. And then I think Little Swish reported her. Oh, my gosh. And then, and she got the, the... Account removed, and then like she kept making more accounts and then said, like, free IVF meds and would actually send people these meds, but half of them were expired. Oh my gosh.
0: That's just like, I that makes me so mad because we're already we're so vulnerable. We're just like, we're oh my God. I mean, like, if you told me to like run around the house 20 times a day and I would get pregnant, like, I would do it. Yeah. You know, totally. it's just like, oh, we're such a vulnerable population. Well, and IVF
1: is so expensive mm-hmm. that you're like, if I can save three grand by getting Menopur via the mail, I'm going to fucking do it. Right. And then when you get it and it's expired, that's shattering. Oh, God. Or that's- it's not iced. Like, it's not like, oh, I've sent meds in the mail, fucking whatever. I've had them sent to me, and I pack them all in ice. I overnight them. Yeah. And this person was sending them, like, four-day shipping. No. With no ice. Oh, <laughs> my God. Pretty crazy. That person was pretty nutso, I think.
0: That's, you know, that, ooh. I mean, that's evil. That's pretty evil. Yeah. I'm, I'm using the E word. Yeah, it's I'm with pretty you. pretty evil. Um, Well, how can people occupy themselves during this time and distract themselves from testing and thinking
1: about testing you go first okay i don't think there's a really i don't think there's a really honest way to fully distract yourself it's always going to be in the back of your mind and instead you'll i think like acknowledging like okay wanting to test is present right now that is normal. But in order to save myself, I'm going to invest that emotional time into something else. So like for me with IVF or with my first IUI, I dove into crafts, each fertility treatment, like a new craft that I was going to perfect, whether that was knitting. My first IUI, it was crocheting. Um, And I crocheted like a baby mobile thing Oh, that's adorable. Yeah, it sucked when I packed it away after my (laughs) second failed IUI. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I did that. I did organization donation. So I did like a purge. Mm. And like, I mean, my husband's basically a hoarder. I love him dearly, but he doesn't let anything go. And so I was like working with him on that so that like, all my intensity and rage could be directed towards him as a hoarder.
0: Oh, I love that. (laughs) I really love that. I'm going to work on you during this two-week wait. (laughs) You're the
1: one that needs fixing. (laughs) Yeah. You're my craft project. You're my craft. Exactly. (laughs) Um, And then during IVF, during stims, that's not a two-week wait, but I was very into TV. Like I just like binged TV, but that was also during quarantine and I felt like shit and then this one I'm into that sewing in my le chunk Etsy stuff so just doing that was a big one for me so finding a craft um and then during IUIs during trying naturally during IVF getting a badass self-care regimen Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. just locking down like I'm gonna buy all these products right like I bought so much ordinary the ordinary skincare product and I just like invested in a skincare regimen and did it every night and like started moisturizing my hands like Diane Keaton in every fucking movie she's in (laughs) and like (laughs) you know just like doing home facials foot soaks because you can't take a bath but like doing Mm -hmm. the foot soaks stuff like that um or like if your self-care regimen is going for walks I got really into Brene Brown and Oprah Super Soul Sunday podcast on walks. Ooh, solid, yeah. solid choices. They really helped me through every two-week wait or every fertility thing in general. Like yeah. I'm like, Oprah, I love you. <laughs> like, do you, watch oh, a, love do you watch Broad City? <laughs> yes. <laughs> she has some Oprah poster above her bed. Yes. Back. Like that's straight up me. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> I vaguely remember that episode. She also
1: has Oprah tattooed on her ass.
0: <laughs> i miss that
1: show me so too. much it was so good it was so good my husband loved it like oh he would watch it with me and just laugh his ass off it was so good it was oh. so like genuine to the generation too that it was trying to represent mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. was just so fucking funny um so and it was so much better than Girls. Like so much better than girls. Oh, but God. girls is good because I really like what's his name. The, oh, Adam Driver. Fucking love Adam Driver. Oh, he is sexy. Yeah, he is sexy. He and he's like mysteriously dark. Like I'm just yes. saying, You know, sex is either amazing or terrible. Like oh yeah, kind of mediocrity in there.
0: I think he. I I bet he's a he's a crier. <laughs> <laughs> after he orgasms he cries yes yes oh my and, god. and that just turns me i mean that turns me inside out that kind of shit like I'm in like, a good way
1: yeah yeah it turns me on <laughs> oh my god i would i'm the opposite but you're like are you fucking kidding me like let's go get a fucking cheeseburger you wuss <laughs> <laughs> like smoke a goddamn cigarette after don't fucking cry <laughs> i feel like he would want to read like poetry
0: yeah poetry yeah you know like here's some pablo neruda um <laughs> like, this one really speaks to me
1: <laughs> or he wants to rub your feet after while he reads you the poetry <laughs> while he's crying and he's just like this is the most beautiful thing ever and i would be like Get me the fuck out of here! Like, oh, I know. How do I escape? I know. But he's great in that show. He's great. In everything he does. Oh, he's
0: so good. He and then when what was that um, show that he was on with um, Skojo on Netflix? Oh, the marriage. He was yes, so good. I bawled so my good. fucking eyes out at the end. Oh. oh man, me too.
1: So heartbreaking. I was like, I'd. I'd probably stay with you if the sex was good. <laughs> like, you know, like, I know you're this arrogant director that, like, is more or less dominating his wife with his career. Yeah. And, but, like, I don't know. I'd have to turn it into kink to stay with him. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I just think, I just... um yeah, I think he's sexy. He's got yeah. some sort of sex
1: appeal. There's a, there's a darkness to him. I mean, that's why yeah. I like my husband because there's a darkness to my husband. To be honest, yeah. <laughs> I think. Well, did you hear about this? Um, uh,
0: this instance where Adam Driver was on NPR and like mm-hmm. he, he n- didn't he doesn't like to hear his voice played yeah. back to him. Yeah, and they did or something. And he walked out. And he walked out. Yeah. I was like, that's badass.
1: Well, I think it was... Okay, so I was listening to the director and whatever, the main girl of girls that made girls. What's her name? Lena. Lena Dunham. Dunham. Okay. I was listening to her first few episodes of her podcast before you had to pay for it. And I think she spoke about her interactions with Adam Driver and like how he's... All she wanted was his admiration And, like, he wouldn't give it to her because he's, like... Oh, God, that would make me crazy. I know. Me, too. (laughs) Or it just, like, pissed me off. I mean, I just pretty much have, like, one setting. It's just anger. (laughs) No, I'm kidding. But... Yeah, I would start probably, like, um, making
0: fun of him or something if I didn't get what I want at a certain point. I mean, that's what I did to my
1: husband. (laughs) That's how I locked that one in. Sealed the deal. Sealed the deal by being a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) But no, he was great. And I think Broad City is just like, in girls, it felt too, like I knew the girls in my life that were each one of those characters, Mm -hmm. you know? And also, to be honest, like I've had like two really good girlfriends my entire life until this infertility community. Yeah. And it reminded me too much of the shitty friends I had. Yeah. Especially going through infertility and losing those shitty friends that you thought were good friends.
0: Yeah. Oh, totally. That was tough. Totally. There's a big... I, somebody was describing it to me um, as like a natural selection process oh, that totally. happens, you know, with friendships. You're yep. like, ooh, this one is not going to go along for this ride. Yep.
1: You know? Or this one's going to start shaming me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I had... Sorry, my dog's barking like crazy. Can you hear that? Oh, it's adorable. It's great. It's great. I think it's terrible.
0: (laughs) Well, why don't I, you know what I can do? Um, I can tell him to shut up. No, it's fine. You know what? I'll talk and we'll have the sound
1: engineer auto-correct it. Okay. Hold on. And he won't stop barking. So give me a second. Okay. He's barking at the old neighbor Wayne he hates. Okay, great.
0: We'll we'll take a brief pause as Kaylee um, goes and whispers sweet nothings to her dog, um, and oh, it looks like looks like the dog has stopped barking. She has a magical touch. So here I am, just uh, waiting for Kaylee to come back, and. This is a great opportunity. I'm gonna I'm gonna seize this opportunity to tell everybody to rate, review, and subscribe to me, myself, and Millie on Apple Podcasts. And Kaylee's back.
1: Perfect timing. I'm fucking back. I love how my husband's like outside and can hear the dog barking and just doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Um. Well,
0: so i I have a list of things that folks can do. Do it. Back to the two week wait. Yep. We had we, that was a really nice derail though. An Adam driver derail.
1: Um, I mean, I'll
0: do it any day of the week. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Anytime. Um so I too had crafting on my list. Nice. I had crafting. I was like go go to Michaels. You yeah. know, get something, do something, do you know, do a Zoom Watercoloring class, you know, do get some, do something completely that doesn't involve the internet. Yep. I said, um, what else do I have? I said, watch all the Netflix. Yes. Watch all the Netflix and don't feel ashamed about it. Like, if all you want to do is watch TV, just do it. Yeah. You know, don't judge yourself. Don't judge yourself. And I also am going to mention, Something that helped me a lot after my frozen embryo transfer was watching comedies specifically Mm. to just sort of lift my mood a little bit. Um, And I'm very particular about my comedies. So, you know, find what you like, right? Um, Oh, I also have Try a New Recipe. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Because I think that that is very – that's can be very consuming because you have to go to the grocery store. You have to figure out your ingredients. You have to make it. You have to yep. eat it. There's like a solid two to three hours right there. And then you have to clean it. Oh, God. Yeah. Ugh, still haven't figured that one out. We'll put on um, a
1: podcast. Yeah. And clean yeah.
0: I also have on my list, have a game night. Oh, that's a good one. Right? Have a yeah. game night. There was um, early on in quarantine, we were doing game nights um, via the app House Party. Like the Netflix you, House Party? No, yeah. it's, a, it's an app. Okay. That you can like do Pictionary. And if the other person has the app too, they can guess what you're drawing. No it, way. Yeah, it's a pretty good app. I'm doing this with
1: my in-laws.
0: Yeah, it's fun. It's okay. really fun. Um, And there's other games on there that other than Pictionary, but Pictionary was the one that we tend to do a lot. So have a game night. Um, And my last one is go to TJ Maxx and buy yourself a candle. (laughs) (laughs) That's what you did yesterday, right? Or two days ago? I did it two days ago and it filled my cup. I mean, like, I... I just think that I'm somebody who is very um, sensitive to smells, influenced by smells and like they can t- they have a big um, impact on my mood, too. Nice. That's good to know. So it's good to know about somebody, you know. Yeah. And then I also like like sensory memory details, like I can smell like smelling cool water reminds me of high school. Whoa. Like my boyfriends in high school, you know, it's just... I like me. that you have the boyfriends in yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> there was more than one. But I going to tell you, there was more than one. <laughs> um, but I also want to just echo what you said about the self-care routine. Like whatever that is, whether it's making sure you just brush your teeth every day, making sure yeah. it's like make your bed so you feel like you've
1: accomplished one thing um, Mm -hmm. can be really grounding. And don't have it like, for me, it was like, okay, don't have it be something that's on my rotating list naturally. So, like, I make my bed every day, but, like, that's a great one. But, like, don't have it be, like, tackle four
0: loads of laundry.
1: Have it be very much about you. And, like, Mm -hmm. something that your husband would be, you would think he might scoff at, fucking do that. Whatever that is. If it's going and getting a pedicure if it's going and getting your hair done if it's doing I did a at-home wax kit which was a fucking terrible idea but hey I did it I botched the shit out of my Brazilian <laughs> and like it looked like someone had taken a sledgehammer to my undercarriage oh my gosh yeah it was bad it was bad bad oh but, my god but I did it I did it yeah like anything like that where you can just focus on you and make it about you and something that you've been wanting to do for a long time fucking self-tanner I mean yeah like self-tan yourself go get a spray tan go get a massage like mm. whatever you can do that's th- be really selfish for you mm-hmm I love it I love it. I think massage is a great idea. Oh, yeah. Or, like, getting your fucking lashes done. I don't fucking know. Like, yeah, whatever that looks like, that you can just sit there and be like, no one can talk to me. No one can contact me. I'm going to listen to an audiobook. And I'm going to zone the fuck out.
0: Yes. Absolutely.
1: And, and just, like, immerse in what feels like negative space. Because, like, nothing's happening besides self-care right right oh that's so
0: good what um what suggestions do we have for people who are tempted to
1: symptom spot oh my god don't judge yourself for symptom spotting I'm doing it Mm -hmm. like the other day I texted Marty and I was like my tits hurt when I'm walking down the stairs and my nipples are constantly hard And she's like, that's a good sign. And I was like, and they feel like they've grown at least 15% because they're spilling over my normal bras. (laughs) And it's like, no shit, because I'm on a fuck ton of estrogen and progesterone. Like, yeah. You can't really, in FETs, you can't really symptom spot because all the drugs make you feel that way. Yes. It's telling your body it's pregnant. So your body's reacting as if it's pregnant. Yes. So, like, I would acknowledge it and be like, okay, sore tits are present.
0: <laughs> yep. But-
1: I'm, but I'm going to leave that there. Or, like, I have had the absolute worst fucking acne during this mm-hmm. equity. And I called my mom and I was like, did you have acne when you were present? And she's like, no, I looked like an angel. Cause she always looks like a fucking angel. And I was like, okay, great. Do you know if granny had fucking acne? Like, did any other woman in our family? I'm about to like call my 12 <laughs> aunts and ask them if they had acne. Anybody? Anybody? Hey, yeah. Do I have a cousin out there? Half cousin? Like whatever, <laughs> once removed. Um, but like, yeah, don't shame yourself. Just don't look it up on Baby Center forums. Don't, oh. don't Google it. Just try your best to not Google your symptom because you will be told you have the flu, cancer, COVID, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. you're pregnant.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and my symptom spotting, it was pretty bad when we were trying naturally. Like, I definitely felt myself going crazy. Yeah. A little bit. And, um, you know, um, Jamie at infertile Chronicles made a great post about this. Like I'm squeezing my boobs so much to (laughs) see if they're sore and they're actually sore, you know, or they're sore because I'm squeezing to see if the they're sore or something like that. And it was so true. I'm like, I, I remember just like, like, hitting my boobs left and right when I was trying naturally just to see if like they hurt you know
1: or the color of your areolas are different yeah it was always at different times of day so you're like oh they're darker it's (laughs) like no it's fucking midnight you lunatic yeah and the lights aren't on Uh, yeah (laughs) Jesus no I think it's it's like even with my FET Day two, three, four, I had pretty substantial cramping. But I had cramping before my FET, like two days before. So mm. I didn't decide to start reading into that until after my FET, which is, I think, a lot of this symptom spotting. is like, uh, that naturally will happen. Sometimes I'll just have sore boobs randomly. But now that it's in my two-week wait, I'm going to read into that. I'm going to make mm. it something. And... I don't know. I think trying to acknowledge that you are going to be crazy in your two-week wait, you are going to symptom spot, and that's nothing to feel ashamed of, you know? That's just natural. Just try not to, like, go to Dr. Google about it.
0: Yeah, I. that's my biggest thing is, like, stay away from Google during the two-week wait. Yeah. It will not help you. No. It won't help you get – it won't ha-
1: help the time go faster. Pretend. you're a kid again and buy yourself a set of encyclopedias and (laughs) only be able to look things up in that (laughs) and and that will prevent you from ever trying to investigate your symptoms oh my god
0: this is reminding me of our collection of world books like when i was younger did you have a collection of world books yes oh my gosh that
1: those things were heavy those things were fucking awesome. I'd use them as stools I was <laughs> yeah. such a tiny kid. I'd be like, okay. Oh, this is good. I remember, because um, so I was raised in a very conservative family and my friends were all Christians as well. And I we remember looking up evolution in one of those books and being like, oh, look. To the my friend's mom, like there's evolution in this, and she just ripped that page of the encyclopedia (laughs) (laughs) and was like, "Nope," and I was like, "Okay, this is kind of (laughs) weird. Like, that's a little extreme." But I remember I loved my encyclopedias and my pocket dictionary.
0: Yes, and pocket. Oh, I loved pocket dictionaries. Those were
1: great. It was like Um, our first phone, you know, because basically it had the button so you could type it in. It was like having your little mini computer. Totally. Totally.
0: Um, Well, to round off our conversation (laughs) here, how do you think people can really move forward
1: if their two-week wait isn't looking good? Well, so I thought about this. Do you mean like they think they're not going to get their BFP? Yeah, yeah. I think. I mean, I'm in it right now, and for me, I this is my type A crazy personality. Is one allow yourself to mourn if you think it's not going to work out. Like, allow yourself to feel that feeling right then. Know that it's not a hundred percent, and don't make it a hundred percent in your brain. But like, allow yourself to mourn because I never did that in my IUIs, and I impulsed shit like. I impulse booked a trip to Spain and like we went to Spain for two weeks and like, I never felt those feelings until I also impulse bought a trip to Paris. You know, like I just kept trying to get instant gratification that made me feel like I was somehow moving forward with my life or had something to look forward to. And I didn't ever feel anything. And then all those feels hit me like Mm -hmm. in one month. Um, yeah. so allow yourself to feel that, but no, it's not hundred percent. And then set up a what the fuck appointment with your doctor. Like after my first IUI, I was on Clomid the first one. And I did a bunch of research on letrozole and I walked into my appointment, my what the fuck appointment. And I was like, I want letrozole, like put me on it. And I had a way better response to letrozole, but also like put it on them. Like, what are you going to change about yes. how we're moving forward? Yes. Because I think that is
0: so important. And that's one of the reasons I didn't go back to um, a doctor that I was doing my IUIs with. I didn't end up doing my IVF with that doctor. I didn't either. I was like, well, what are we going to change up? What are we going to do differently this time? And he was like, well, you know, just the more times we try, the more chances we have. And I was just like, no, what? like
1: you've seen your stats go down. Oh. The more what a, IUIs you do. Yeah. yeah. And it's so
0: it, it that really irked me. I was like, oh yeah, because like it's just monopoly money that I'm paying you right now. Totally. You know? And so I think I think you're right. Like having having that WTF what the fuck appointment is really important. And yeah. also, um, for me, something that was helpful was was knowing what my plan B was. Yep. Was knowing where knowing where the next um you know the next turn was gonna be. Like knowing where what my next step was gonna be, what the yeah. next protocol protocol was gonna be. And that's um that gave me comfort a little bit because it was kind of
1: like having a safety net you know yeah or like you're on a new path you're on a new road trip right so you're like all right this is what I'm gonna do this is how it's different this is how I'm gonna invest in it Um, yes one thing I totally regret and I don't know so I hesitated on my IUIs forever I waited a year and a half until I started IUIs and then I hesitated with IVF because I didn't want to spend the money. I was pissed. I was like, every I could fucking buy an amazing car. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, I could pay off most of my student loan debt. Um, I could go on, like, I could live in fucking Thailand for a year. Yeah. Like, there's so many things that I could do with that money and so many people that get pregnant naturally that I was so angry that I had to spend that to get my baby. And... Finally, I was talking to a girlfriend that I hadn't talked to in forever. Uh, we went to high school together, and she saw my coming out post about the shame I carry of not mm-hmm. being able to get pregnant. And she was like, secretly, I've been doing IVF, blah, blah, blah. And she regretted not doing it sooner. Yeah. Like, she did eight IUIs, which is like, anyone that oh. does never do IUIs, like, you're fucking badass. I know. IUIs are I still stand by this in the midst of my FET. IUIs are emotionally fucking harder. Oh, God, yes. They were so tough for me. Physically, not as hard, because I'm not getting, like, an inch and a half needle shoved in my ass every fucking morning. Right. And I'm I'm not on estrogen and progesterone and all these fucking things. But emotionally, it is grueling. Oh,
0: it's terrible. It's really terrible. And I... I regret um, the doctor that we did our, our IUIs with was just so not upfront with us about the statistics with my husband's sperm count. You know, like oh, it was just not going to happen for us with IUIs. It just wasn't, you know. And um,
1: I wish somebody would have said that to yeah. us. You know, it makes me wish that we had like someone, I've been talking to people about this a lot, but like IVF doulas or infertility doulas, someone that you could just throw it at and be like, this is what my chart looks like. I don't want a second opinion from an RE right now by this, just like from your understanding, is this starting to look normal? Just someone gut checking stuff. Yeah, because I swore I had PCOS, but I had no one to gut check it until I went to the doctor, another RE, like fucking a year and a half later. And he was like, no shit. You have PCOS. You have 48 resting follicles. This is insane. Um, yeah, well, my IUI doctor just refused to test me. And he triggered me with four mature follicles. And like, I but I didn't know any better. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. And he just said, like, this: st- if you have four mature follicles, it's going to increase your chances of getting pregnant. No, it's increasing my chances of having four babies. Oh my god! <laughs> you know, like, and I did not know that. So when I went to my new RE and he was looking at my whole backstory with CCRM, he was like, "What the fuck?" Like he was scoff laughing. You know, when you're like. Oh, hey God. yeah. Like, kind of like, this is an insanity. Like, this is a rookie fucking move. And that kind of pissed me off because I felt like it was emotionally diminishing what I went through. But in reality, he was diminishing the fucking ethics and approach of my past RE. I had the same exact experience.
0: Really? With my, with my IVF doctor. she She looked at the protocols, the tests that were done with my IUIs um got all that information back and she was doing the same thing she was scoffing she was like oh my god wait wait what why yes. wasn't this what what wait the the person that performed your HSG wasn't your doctor like your doctor wasn't the one that was looking you know like it there was just like a lot of things didn't add up you know and um and i wish i i wish i had found her sooner you know but i was i was
1: hesitant you know you're just so hesitant you're invested yeah you're invested in this clinic you show yeah. up and you know the front desk lady and she fucking loves you or she fucking hates you but mine was awesome i loved <laughs> her and like my phlebotomist like always loved my hair and it just made me feel so good i was like oh thank you like you know you become friends with these people yeah and then I mean, I hated my nurse, but, like, I loved everyone else. And to leave was just because they couldn't deliver on what they said they could deliver. So I was like, okay, I got to go. I'm not investing in you anymore is how I approached it. Um, But, like, when I went to Conceptions, where my doctor is now, I was pissed off at him. I didn't like him, but he had better CDC ratings Mm -hmm. than my other clinic. And I felt like he... I loved his arrogance in that, like, when he was looking at that protocol and everything I went through and him being like, are you fucking kidding me? I was like, all right, this is someone I can get behind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like, yeah, I like that. Yeah.
1: And I like he that. He explained it. Mm-hmm. Where's my other mm-hmm. doctor, those handwritten fucking charts? Oh, fucking my oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh.
0: I like went to a doctor that handwritten hand wrote all of the notes. Like everything yeah. was still handwritten. Was that and your first doctor? That was my second. It was a second consult that I got. And I went in for like an initial exam. And his his computer was like Doogie Hauser computer. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> like this thing weighs more than me. Okay. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was, I was just like, I know you've been in this business for a long time, but man. There's something called the cloud. This doesn't need to be your data center. (laughs) I just, I, I, I had a bad feeling. I was like, I can't, I can't jive with this. It looked like Pac-Man. His ultrasound looked like, yeah, it was just like, it was like neon green, you know, (laughs)
1: The ultrasound was reading me. I what was like, I can't fuck? do this.
0: I can't Dude, do this. You're in
1: the Bay Area. Like, isn't I know. that like tech central? Isn't that it where is. like all the finest things should be? And well, here was the reason I ended up
0: not going with him. Like besides all of the technical and being an ancient sort of system over there. <laughs> prehistoric. Yes, yeah, prehistoric ways. <laughs> um, <laughs> I... I was like, I think this dude is getting ready to retire.
1: You he know? had the
0: mustache and the thick glasses. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring it back. Bringing it back. Um, but I was like, I, I think he's going to retire in the next year. Yeah. And what if this takes longer than that?
1: You know. Well, there's so many people we see on Instagram that their docs retire. And yeah. they have to be transferred to someone else for their transfer. Or for their egg retrieval. And yeah, I don't know. I went to my clinic, my new one, the one that I'm going to stay with. Like this is where I'll probably do all my transfers with. And he had a PowerPoint presentation that was like so clean, which as a consultant and someone that presents on stuff all the time, I was like, book, yes. Like, and he had fucking sources, you know, and footnotes. And I was like, print this shit out. I want it. (laughs) I'm going to like bathe in it this is awesome. I loved it. And he was just like, I had probably 55 questions for him and Mm -hmm. he answered all of them. He was an asshole, but he fucking did it because I was like, if you don't answer all of these, I'm not going to be comfortable investing in you getting me pregnant.
0: Right.
1: This is how we're going to play this. You're not going to sell me with your sales pitch. You're going to sell me on answering all my fucking questions. That's right. And I didn't get that angry until after my failed IUIs, enough to feel confident to challenge doctors.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like doctors are human beings too, and they will just coast through their work
1: day, you know? Yeah. You only need C's to graduate medical school. (laughs) I know. Like, you're not a fucking rocket scientist. I mean, you could go to
0: medical school in Mexico, you know? Yeah. And like, or online these days. Yeah, you, know? you probably got your MD from University of Phoenix. So, <laughs> fuck you, you're going to answer my questions. I am going to challenge this. And I, <laughs> yeah. I've actually even had a doctor friend, who, well, she's a nurse practitioner, but she told me, she was like, when I have a patient that comes in with questions, they put me on my toes and I'm more engaged and alert yeah. for that patient. Like I I, I, yeah. I know I can't just like snooze through this, this appointment.
1: Well, it's like that when I have clients and they ask me a lot of intriguing questions. I'm like, oh, you're like close enough to my level where I can have an engaging conversation with you about this. So like, let's fucking do it. Let's nerd out. Um, yeah. let's go for it. Whereas if you're doe-eyed, like f- fucking my IVF 101 class, did you have to take that in order to start your IVF? No. So I had to take a class, which I was like, I could fucking teach this class by now. So I was really <laughs> arrogant, but, um, there were people in there asking if follicles are eggs and people in there asking if you can't take a hot bath, can you get in a jacuzzi? Oh, like God. just dumb fucking questions. Like Ugh. how, how do you, what is ICSI and how do you make sure the sperm gets to the egg? And it's like, okay, y'all, you need to like get on Wikipedia and read about IVF before you pay 25 fucking thousand dollars for this. Yeah. Like at least give yourself the armor to come into a battle with your doctor and be like, what about ICSI? What are your success rates? What are your success rates with thawing your frozen embryos? Like, where do you store them? Like ask every single question. And if they see and seem annoyed, leave. Yeah. You don't want to be with that person. Yeah. Like that's not your partner in this. And that's what I told my doctor. I was like, I need a partner in this. I don't need a boss like Ugh. we need to collaborate in this approach to getting me pregnant cuz this is my body and i only have so much emotional coins left to give right yep. like i can't keep investing in this emotionally anymore yeah so that's yeah. got to be it or like i'm the fuck out <laughs> yep
0: yep and and your your doctor should be just as invested as that as in that new plan and finding answers and figuring it out as you are, yeah. And if they're not, then y- you got to
1: find a different doctor. Also, if you're in your IVF process and you don't like your nurse, fucking switch. You're yeah. not stuck with that nurse. You're not stuck with your. I, I loved my IVF nurse. I, I like, I adore her. She was my favorite person. She was as neurotic as I was, so she had a lot of sympathy for me. But like, but she'd never been through IVF and. I wasn't really liking my FET nurse. And Mm. Jess told me, she was like, Kaylee, you can switch. I switched mine. And I I never thought of that. I never thought of being like, oh, the options are in my hands. I can say, no, I don't. I don't jive with this person. I need someone else. Mm. Like you're not stuck with anyone. Yeah. But knowing that is powerful.
0: That is powerful it is powerful and i i think it's just it's also empowering to get a second third and even fourth opinion you 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 learn more when you go and talk to other doctors too yeah you know um you learn their s- different styles different approaches you know there's more than one way to skin a cat
1: totally and they'll they should tell you by looking at your charts Yeah. How they would change how they skin that cat. Yes. Because if they don't bring that appointment, then they're just gonna do the same shit your other doctor did.
0: Yeah. And you're not gonna push the ball further down the field.
1: No, and you're just gonna
0: feel stagnant.
1: Totally. And you're gonna feel insane. Like it will drive you crazy because you're doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result, and it's not happening so like con- constantly changing up your protocol. I mean, that's what Blair did. Yeah. She was like, "Nope, I want a different protocol. I want it to be my first one. This is how I want it." Yes. Yes. You really have to advocate for yourself and just be okay with being viewed as an annoying bitch. Right.
0: <laughs> right. Cuz that that that's only you're only going to find answers that way. You know, yeah, that's the only way. Then
1: you're only gonna feel confident.
0: Yeah, exactly. Kaylee, this has been such a treat. And I hope that, like, people feel if anybody's out there that's listening to this show in their two week wait, like, we're rooting for you and we're thinking about you. And hopefully, this episode is handy for somebody. Like, listen to this podcast. Yeah, if you're in, to in it. the
1: two-week wait, or if you're not in the two-week wait and you want to just hear about Adam Driver, oh please, <laughs> please,
0: please, and if anybody knows him and wants to connect us, yeah. we'd love to have him on the show to talk about IVF,
1: totally, or <laughs> or do the house party pictionary, we yeah, could just do that, yes. <laughs>
0: All right, thank girl. you so much
1: for having me, Millie.
0: Yeah, this was awesome. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye.